Ahem. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Happy Project Podcast. I, I, I wanted to have a different <laughs> intro this time. Did you? I guess it wasn't. I, I thought you were waiting well. for me to, to jump in because I never do the intros. I did it a few times, like when I first started doing the podcast with you. Mm-hmm. And they were all very bad. And then we shut that down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let us know if you want me to do some intros in the future. I can give another stab at it. I was just thinking, you know, I was listening to... Um, what is that? The podcast on NPR. Um, wait, 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 don't, don't tell, tell me. me. Yes. And they always have fun intros, you know, when they're introducing the host of the show. And I was just thinking, how do you come up with a clever intro every single time? The man that you know, he could lift 10 cars with one hand, but he doesn't do it because he doesn't want to make you feel embarrassed. Cedric Skysetti. See? And then there'd be roaring applause. Mm-hmm. Because we have a live studio audience mm-hmm. for our podcast. They're yeah. just being awkwardly quiet right now. <laughs> Appropriate. Well, anyway, welcome to the Happy Project Podcast. And uh, today we are going to respond to a listener mail that I got recently. And I just thought it was a very good one because it, it opens up the conversation to talk about, I mean, I think a lot of nuanced things and I think it can be difficult to discuss with, um, let's say, one group or another group that you might feel connected to because everyone's going to have different points of views. And so we just thought, all right, let's meet in the middle and discuss it here instead. And uh, I'm just going to briefly read this message, okay? And it goes like this. Lately, I've been feeling distant in both my culture. The black side assumes I choose Korean culture more than them, or assuming I don't care for Black Lives Matter, which I do care and support. On the Korean side, they assume I don't respect the culture due to tattoos and not protesting with Stop Asian Hate, which I do care about as well. I just feel like I can't do right for both my people. I don't know. I feel being mixed is confusing sometimes. Is that how other mixed Asians feel? And how do we handle it? Okay. This is quite a um, layered question. We, we have in this one question, we're having um, Black Lives Matter, Stop Asian Hate Movements, um, not fitting in one or the other, feeling like I'm doing wrong by both sides, and assumptions being made and uh, due to choice, personal choices or appearance. Where, where do you even begin with unpacking something like this? I don't know, but I could say that I, I totally relate. Uh, you know, I, I, I've had this sort of pressure growing up mm. um, from either side to sort of be the representative. But I feel like that was magnified after I started the Sky City YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And I would talk about my experiences being black and Korean. And a lot of the comments, uh, they, you know, they essentially said the same thing, like, you're essentially ignoring your black side mm. because you moved to Korea and your content's all about Korean culture. So you identify more with Korean people. So I totally relate to this email because that's sort of the narrative that I have to live through every day now. And even recently, I got a comment very similar to one of the videos we uploaded uh, very recently. 
As a matter of fact, I got the comment yesterday. So I'll read the comment, not going to say who it was, and I'm going to assume that it was um, said in, uh, I guess, respectfully. But they they basically asked, how are, how are you guys an interracial couple? Aren't you both Korean? Do you identify with being more Korean than black and white? So this, even though it's a little different from the email, it's sort of that same, uh, I guess, same topic of identifying one or representing one more than the other yeah so i don't know where to start with that man it's you know i think it's just a lot of pressure to put on one person you know it's it's hard enough to represent your own culture Mm. if you just had one culture to represent but two it's tough especially when you also throw into that appearances because i feel like sometimes when you can let's say pose as the token Asian or mm-hmm. the mascot black person. And it's kind of like everyone just makes these assumptions about you, which in a way lets you off the hook. Like, I don't have to say anything. I don't have to, you know, fulfill your assumptions or not. You just look at me and make this assumption. Okay, your choice to think that as you do. But when the way you look outside maybe is conflicting with what people are expect- expecting from you. That can also add another layer of difficulty on, okay, how do I carry myself? How am I supposed to represent this culture or that culture when I feel like I want to talk about, you know, I want to stand up to people who are showing hate against Asian people. Okay, I want to stand up against that. But outside world looks at me and says like, wait a minute, you're white. Why do you Mm -hmm. even talk about that? Who are you to say anything? And so there's a kind of dissonance with how you feel inside, how you view yourself and how people make assumptions based solely on how you look. And I thought it was interesting using the term representative. In a way, it's it's almost like an unfair burden Mm -hmm. that can be given or granted to people who are hailing from two different ethnicities. And that it becomes apparent with how you look. Yeah. Because not one individual can honestly or in full represent a culture or what people think. And um, we hear this phrase used a lot in the U.S. especially. Black people are not a monolith. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes honestly with every single culture, every single ethnic group, every single race, every single community. You cannot make an assumption judging by one individual. Totally. And a lot of times mixed race people because they can represent that bridging between two different people groups feels a lot safer or easier to point them out. Like, wait a minute, but you're supposed to be representing us. But it's a bit unfair, I think, to put that kind of burden or expectation on someone else and on yourself, Mm -hmm. which I feel like a lot of times it's very easy to, to feel. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's so many sides to this discussion and so many nuances that uh, should be considered. I mean, for example, you can have someone who is mixed race, maybe between two different cultures, because you could also be mixed race within generally the same culture. But mm-hmm. take some someone like us, right, who's half Korean, say half American. Well, you can't be half American, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and... Some people have had equal exposure to both sides, whereas others might have only primarily been exposed to, say, the American side because they grew up in America, didn't have any exposure to exposure to maybe the Korean language because their parents speak English fluently or maybe they didn't want their child to learn Korean because Mm -hmm. they're in America, which is very common with uh, like especially like parents of our parents generation in America, Uh, you, you know, and so. 
it's it's almost like how do you how do you put that sort of expectation for someone who just totally identifies as I'm just American, you know? Yeah, my mom is ethnically Korean, but mm-hmm. why why I, I know nothing about Korea, you know, aside from where it is on the map. I don't know anything about it culturally. And it's almost like how can you expect for a person like that to equally, I guess, using the word represent, mm. equally represent both sides mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whereas when they identify with one side but then you have others who feel like they're they're right in the middle yeah and i think you and i fall somewhere in that mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. where we feel like we understand maybe not fully both sides or we understand one side a little bit more but we still feel like we were we're able to represent both sides mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we feel an affinity to both sides mm-hmm. you take those situations they're completely different but you have the same expectation on both people. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that we, it is very easy when you are outside of a culture or community to make a judgment, and not in the negative sense, Mm. but a judgment on how these people, quote unquote, are supposed to act or think or care about. You're Korean. You're supposed to love kimchi. I can't believe you don't love kimchi. (laughs) You must not be Korean. So that is putting an outside person's opinion on a certain quality that they expect someone who is inside that community to carry. Mm -hmm. Now, when we're talking about this in a grander sense, let's talk about, say, certain movements that are happening, especially in the United States. Black Lives Matter, anti-Asian hate, stop anti-Asian hate. So people on the outside say, if you're Asian, then you should be caring about the stop anti-Asian hate movement. But you don't. You don't stand up for it. Then you must not care. You must not be Asian. Mm -hmm. You're equating a certain quality that from the outside, maybe it's very easy to pinpoint as something someone who's Asian is supposed to care about. But there's always a host of reasons why a person chooses to do something or chooses not to do something. And as crazy as it might sound, sometimes it's not related to culture or race. Right. It can be a totally different reason. But it's very easy as human beings, to see something with our eyes and make a physical judgment. Oh, your skin tone is this. Your eyes look like that. Oh, you speak this language. Then you must be equal to this quality mm-hmm. or care about su- such and such quality. Yeah. So in reality, the person who's asking this question, I think what I would like to say is, well, this is up to you. This is your own decision, your own. And I hate to say choose a side that you feel affinity to because it's never as simple as this or that. But when you want to speak up, when you want to think about it, when you want to hold it to yourself, when you want to care about it, when you need more time to think, do I care about this? Is this something very important to me? These are choices that only you can make as an individual and I think should not be wrapped up with the concerns of people outside of your race or your community and the expectations they might place on you. That was kind of a long-winded response, but Did that make sense? Yeah. I mean, basically, you do you and you have your reasons that you don't have to justify for supporting or not supporting certain things. Now, um, I I say that lightly because there are certain movements where I feel like it might be the movement itself that people don't necessarily rally behind, but the the message behind the movement they can get with. Yes. You know, because some people are not like movement driven people Mm -hmm. or they just for whatever reason, they're like... They don't like to jump on a bandwagon or maybe they don't want to put their uh, seal of approval on something they don't understand, which yeah. is understandable too. 
I just don't think that because we we live in a culture now, like it's the cancel culture. So we're used to shaming people for their beliefs or their decisions and choices, which I think is uh, overall toxic. Mm. I mean, there's good that comes out of it, of course, but you know, it's it's sort of like we just like to shame people, mm-hmm. and we have no idea why they are the way they are. Mm-hmm. We have no idea what their background is. We have no idea what they think. We have no idea what they know or don't know. Mm. And all of that plays into, um, I guess, plays a part. And again, it's 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 a very nuanced thing. Mm. When we talk about culture, it's always nuanced, mm-hmm. and there's always hundreds of different sides that makes up the story. Yeah. So it's just it's just very unfair to again, place a certain burden or expectation on people based on how they look or their ethnic makeup. That's right. You know, I would imagine that even, for example, not to get too off track, but, uh, you know, there are a lot of Korean adoptees out there Mm -hmm. who uh, face this expectation as well, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, we've heard many stories of people sharing their story who are adoptees, but you have this expectation, whether you're For example, if you grew up in America Mm -hmm. as an adoptee, you have this expectation to be Asian when you grew up in a white family. Mm -hmm, You're like, mm -hmm. I don't know anything about being Korean. Um, And then the same thing, because you look Korean and the adoptees might come and visit or live in Korea, same thing. You get the expectation of, oh, you you don't really understand Korean or you don't really understand the culture, Mm -hmm. but you look Korean. So it's like, it's very confusing for, for people on the outside. Yeah. But I feel like adoptees in many ways can relate as well because mm-hmm. there's this just expectation to carry something that they're not meant to carry and they shouldn't have to carry. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. The the one phrase in here that said, I feel like I can't do right for mm. both my people. I feel like I can't do right. Yeah. In a way, it's um it's it's kind of I I would venture to say, at least in my own experience, is that you put this kind of burden on yourself to understand every side completely because I am both sides. So if I if I lean more to, let's say, being white and being American, then, oh, I'm ignoring some aspect of my Koreanness. Or if I'm leaning into being Korean and trying to be totally Korean and rejecting this one side, then it's like, wait a minute, but I'm ignoring this other part of me that is also equally who I am. And I feel like we sometimes put that burden on ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, well, everyone's expecting this of me. Why can't I live up to the expectation? Because I, I feel like that is an undue burden oftentimes. And this is, again, a little bit off topic. But and I'll talk about this in another video that I've been thinking about. I notice a lot of times in pop culture or in books, um, in tall tales, fairy tales, folklore, mm-hmm. that many times superheroes, for example, or people who come to the rescue of some great enormous situation are uh, half this or half of that, mm-hmm. half God and half human. So they're able to save the world because they can resist certain temptations, but they understand the struggle. And it's kind of <laughs> like, ooh, we're putting this, um, I feel like there's this burden that we put on ourselves. Almost like, well, I, if I have, I can be the bridge between these two sides, I should be able to understand everything fully. But not everybody understands that. Not everybody thinks in, in this two mutually exclusive things actually being combined and meeting in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's almost like one plus one equals one. And not everyone can wrap their mind around that. And so it's no wonder it can feel confusing and it's no wonder it can feel a little bit like, where am I supposed to express this? And um, there's really no easy straight answer that we can give. But uh, I think the important thing is that as we talk about these things, 
with understanding, with compassion, because it's, it would be like you trying to teach me a math problem and I'm not getting it. Nope. And the more frustrated you get, why can't you get it? The more frustrated I get and, and I resent you. The same thing can happen when we're talking about these human to human issues. And so that is just the only thing I would like to say to our friends out there who are mixed, who are feeling these ways. Think about it. How should you talk about it? And, you know, pick your time and place if you ever want to have that conversation. But the most important conversation is the one that you have with yourself and the choices that you're going to make about yourself and how you're going to address the outside world. Yeah. If I can add to that as well, uh, I think maybe a practical thing to, to have in your back pocket if you, if you choose, is to have some ways to be able to, or I should say to have some talking points. Mm, this whenever, is practicality. Yeah, whenever something like a situation like this comes up or someone confronts you respectfully or even disrespectfully, and if there's room to have a conversation, just have your couple of talking points on why it is that you are the way you are when mm. it comes to this topic. Uh, because some people just don't know. You know, it's easy uh, for people to sometimes either stereotype or to make assumptions about people. We do it all the time. I do it Mm -hmm. unintentionally. And it just takes one person explaining to me, oh, maybe you shouldn't say this or have these sort of expectations because of this. And I'm like, oh, I I get it. And then then I won't (laughs) do it again. So so I think um, having this dialogue, if there's room for it, is a practical way to address the issue. Is it annoying? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to, I feel like I do this all the time, again, on the on the YouTube channel. I have to explain to people why I'm not moving to Africa mm-hmm. or, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, or why I chose to live in Korea. Yes. Um, but I think, I think many people, probably even most, mm-hmm. if you approach it respectfully, will probably understand or at least agree to disagree respectfully. So mm-hmm. I think that could be also helpful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, on one side, it's like, We are saying the same words over and over and over and over again, but the person on the other side is hearing it for the first time. Right. Yeah. And this is where that, okay, patience and grace comes in. And that's the beautiful thing about having these kind of conversations. And I feel like the more that we do it, the better we get at it because doing this podcast is really in in our way to to, uh, take these thoughts and feelings and hmm, concepts that we carry in our brain, put it into words. And that way we're able to communicate it to other people who then can understand better as we are understanding mm-hmm. it better. Right. And that's long short of it. That's, um, it's a great question. And I'm really happy that, um, our friend wrote this in. I'm not sure if it answers it in what he was hoping for, but maybe it will open some doors for some new thoughts to come in for other people who are tuning in. So yeah, that's it. Short and sweet, huh? Well, if anybody else has questions that they have or, um, you know, comments, topics that they'd like us to touch upon, we're very open to having these kind of discussions and we really appreciate it. And you can always get in touch at thehappyproject.gmail.com or if you're watching this podcast on YouTube, just leave a comment below. Be sure to subscribe and tune in wherever you get your podcasts. And um, anything else you'd like to add? I, I got to get better at adding stuff. I know. I, I look at you I, with these you know, eyes like <laughs> you can say something. No, it's it, no, it's funny because like the first, I don't know, a couple of months of me podcast, I always had something to say at the end. And then I was like. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I kind of roasted you for it because it was always the That's same thing. That's probably why. You, I'm, I'm opening that door again for you. I don't want to take you it You can today. walk in. <laughs> no, we'll leave it at that. Maybe next week. 
<laughs> okay, tune in next week to hear something exceptional and witty from Cedric at the very end of the podcast. And that's it. Thanks for listening. We are the Happy Project. Thank you.